Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today is Phil Wilson, the man behind the long-running food blog, Bacon Hound, and the host of the new podcast called Off Menu. Hi, Phil. Hi, Karen. Thanks for coming. Oh, thank you. Uh, This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Make Something Edmonton, and later on in the show, you'll hear from an Edmonton maker whose creations you might want to consider uh, buying heading into the Christmas shopping season. So back to you, Phil. You are the guest of mine who has been interviewed the most, I think. Do you ever get tired of being interviewed? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have guessed that. <laughs> um, you know what? To be honest, uh, this side of the microphone's not that hard. It's not a big deal. Uh, to me, if, if you've if you've got something kind of interesting to say, then then it's easy. Just let it go. You just got to make sure you don't swear too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I can always cut it out if you if you slip up. So how do you describe what Bacon Hound is about? I, I always think of Bacon Hound, well, I mean, it's evolved over the years for starters. I mean, like every blogger, I think you start doing one thing and, and it turns into something else. Yeah. Which is fine. That's how you find your voice kind of thing, right? So... To me, I, I think of Bacon Hound more as a comfort food blog where I focus on that style of food and I focus on trying to find the best of things essentially. So that's what it has evolved into where I will, I will get kind of obsessed with something, you know, be it burgers and then I'm, or pizza or, mm-hmm. or pierogies or whatever. And I'm going to make it my mission to A, I'll probably, probably be making a bunch at home to try and find my best way because if you're going to talk about somebody else's, food that they make, you should probably be pretty good at making that yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I make it a point to learn a whole bunch of different styles of doing things and cooking things and what's the best way. And then I'll go around town and like with burgers, I went and tried 30 of them and I put them head to head and, and really analyze them, take everything out except for what what makes this a good burger or not a good burger. And I'll just analyze it and whether it's a restaurant I particularly like or a chef I particularly like or not, um, I, I really try to analyze is it good? And right. take the personal stuff out of it. And I try to find the best things in Edmonton. And that's the, those are the one things I like to promote anyway. So, yeah. so that works for me. You know, I don't want to talk about the average stuff. I want to talk about the best stuff. Right. It's way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that the blog has evolved before you kind of headed into this sort of odyssey structure of finding out what the best of something is. What were you doing more of before? Uh, I think like a lot of people, I, I started with some traditional restaurant reviews. Um, I posted some recipes. I would write about events and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's basically what most bloggers do. Yeah. Uh, I think almost everybody starts doing those kind of things. And then some people love it and they continue on that path and they keep doing it and they get better and better at it. And so people decide that, well, this isn't really the, the angle that I want to do. And that, that was me. Yeah. So and I don't really love doing traditional restaurant reviews, you know, go in and say everything I ate kind of stuff. Um, it's not, it's not my favorite thing to do. So I think I think other people do it better, so I leave that for them. And I'd rather focus on the stuff that I'm passionate about because I always think if you if you were passionate about something, that's when you're going to do your best work. Yeah. And when did you start? Uh, I knew you were going to ask me that. And, <laughs> and before I left, I asked my wife, "How how long have I been doing this? I don't even know. It seems like a long time, but it turns out it's four years. Okay. It seems like longer. It does seem like longer, but even in that four year span, a lot I think has changed on the food blogging scene in Edmonton. What do you, what have you noticed about what's changed? Well, first of all, uh, there's a lot more food bloggers. Yeah, I cannot keep up with 
the amount of food bloggers there are. I mean, I'll, I'll get a message, oh, did you read this from so-and-so? I didn't even know who so-and-so was. I, right. I can't keep up with everybody. You know, there seems to be another one or two every couple of weeks. So uh, that's a kind of a challenge because I want to keep up and see who's writing what. And um, I like to share the good stuff too and, and uh, keep up with that kind of stuff. And, and realistically, no one can go and review every restaurant in town. Yeah. So you kind of need to, if you want to keep up, you need to be paying attention to what the other bloggers and the other traditional uh, food writers are doing too. So mm-hmm. um, that's one thing that's changed for sure. I think one of the other things is, in my books anyways, I think you're starting to see a lot more food bloggers take it seriously, I guess you could say, where it used to be more like people would think, well, I have a blog, so I'm just going to write my thoughts down and whatever, and nobody's really reading it. People are reading this stuff now. Right. It's not that way anymore where where somebody's like, no, nah, it's just my a few of my friends reading. Yeah, it, yeah. It gets out there now with Twitter and Facebook and, and every other way you can get it out there. Yeah. And there's a lot more, there's a lot more opportunities for bloggers now to kind of cross over into into mainstream stuff. Right. Which so, is nice because I've had lots of those opportunities to do you know, um, CBC radio and, and lots of TV and that kind of stuff. So that that's nice to see that those worlds are kind of crossing now. What doors that the blog has opened for you are you most grateful for? Um, I would say without question, the best thing that's happened to me with this blog, it, it's for starters, I mean, the blog is the best thing that's ever happened to me. My huh? life has changed amazingly in four years um it's not even recognizable from what i what i used to do on a daily basis (laughs) um but as far as opening doors i would say it's it's as much the meeting of the people that i love right you know and i'm sure we'll talk about my podcast later but that's that's what i'm finding with talking in depth with some of these people in the food community is there's some fantastic people here they're really cool and they're interesting and and um, when you get to meet them and get to know them and count some of them as friends, uh, that makes a big difference in your life, right? Yeah. You know, that, that spills over not just into food blogging. That's, that's a personal life thing now where you've met all these amazing people that are kind of inspiring and talented and, and doing all these things that, are, that you think are fantastic. You can't help but be inspired by that. And is it because you're bacon hound? That you get, like you're you're not just some guy, right? You're Phil Wilson, a bacon hound, and so that gives you access to some of those cool people. I guess so. I mean, I <laughs> that's weird to hear it put that way. <laughs> to be honest, uh, I don't really think of myself as any guy. Just the guy who loves food, and I go out and talk about it. But I think where it's different for me is that I, even though I don't really consider myself particularly outgoing, yeah. which I think people would be surprised about. <laughs> Um, I will, when I'm really interested to talk to someone, I'll go talk to a chef. And, and I think the difference is that I can go and have a conversation with a chef about food and we can really relate about things because they know that I can, I mean, most of them at least know that I can kind of handle myself in the kitchen too. So yeah. it's not like you're talking to someone who knows nothing. I'm, I'm a long ways from being a chef, but that, that really helps too. When you can, when you can chat on kind of a similar level yeah. with people, it helps you kind of get in the door and then they... Ideally, and hopefully, they kind of start to respect what you do. And I think when you blog, might be going a little off track here, but I mean, that's one of the things that uh, I always try to do is write things in a way that that is respectful. So I think that goes a long way to garnering some uh, loyalty from mm-hmm. people as well. You know, people appreciate your work, even if they don't agree with what you wrote, as long as someone thinks that uh, you know, you were honest about it. And you weren't just there picking a fight with somebody or yeah. or whatever, you know, as an honest opinion, and you back it up, then I think uh, then, I, then I think you can go a long ways. Uh, you mentioned the podcast, so let's talk about that off menu. You've done uh, a few episodes of that. 
as of this recording. Why did you want to start a podcast? Um, you know, really it came down to I've always wanted to do a podcast. It's been something on my on my to-do list for quite a while. And it just came down to the fact that uh, I wanted another another medium to explore, really. Uh, I find the writing part of blogging really difficult, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's definitely people out there that go home after they've been somewhere and, and in an hour they've got something already posted online. I'm, holy smoke, how do you do that? I can't, I'm too obsessive with it. I, I sit there and reread it a million times. Right. The podcast, because I felt like I was fairly comfortable when I was doing radio hits and that kind of stuff, I thought, you know, the podcast maybe makes sense for me because I can just, I can talk about food endlessly and you'll never shut me up. So <laughs> um, just give me a microphone and uh, I don't even need a guest sometimes. We'll just, <laughs> I'll just yammer on and on and on, I'm, which I'm sure you're going to find when you try to edit this. <laughs> it won't be yammering. I'm already, I'm listening to it live. It's fine. Um so you did a, a a little foray into podcasting with Carlin Johnston of the Kitchen Magpie, and that that was Sweet Tooth and Meat Tooth, and that was the two of you having a conversation and riffing on recipes and restaurants and stuff. For Off Menu, you chose an interview format. Why did you choose that different way of doing it? Well, when Carlin and I started that podcast, um, you know, I think our idea was to just talk about food. Really, you know, it's conversation between two people who write about food and who love food and and love cocktails <laughs> always have a cocktail going and we would uh, we would just kind of chat about it and have a conversation maybe we'd have a topic that was really interesting and maybe we'd just talk about what what's been going on with us lately yeah and so the format was okay for me but um, it, it never was exactly what I wanted to do I knew I always would probably do another podcast of some sort that was more interview yeah to get more in-depth. Um, and even though I really enjoyed that other podcast and we might revive it, who knows when Carlin's got enough time, um, you know, that'll be a different style. Um, I think if we focus on that podcast being one thing and mine on my own being something totally different, then you're going to get different listenership. Listenership, Is that a word? I don't know. know. (laughs) Um, so I like the, the, the in-depth, um, chatting with the people in the food community here because I, I think that there is some fantastic people and ideally that's what you want to promote if you're going to talk about people, even though some people will say it's not promoting them. When you're talking about people and you're putting their story out there, you're promoting them. Yeah. Um, so I want to promote the best people in Edmonton, the people who I think are doing the best stuff. And I want ideally this to go outside of Edmonton and us starting to get some recognition in Edmonton for the great things that are happening in the food community here because I think we get overlooked right. quite drastically by people in the East. Yeah. So I want another venue for someone in Toronto who's, um, you know, writing these national stories to find out about the good stuff that's going on here because there's a lot of it happening right now. Yeah. What do you look for then in a guest? They have to have some kind of connection to food, but not just chefs. Yeah. You know, anybody who... I even don't want to say it has to be somebody food-related. You know, I, I could easily have somebody on that's well-known for some other reason but is a big-time food lover. Right. Um, you know, to me that makes sense because essentially it's just want, I want it to be a conversation about food. Yeah. So anybody who can contribute to that can be a guest in my books, but I didn't want to focus on just chefs because I think that's the that's the kind of the default, right? But there's a lot of interesting stories from farmers and producers and and um, bakers and and. You know, people like Duchess. I mean, we're gonna. I have to have them on the show one yes. of these days because they've got a fantastic story. They're amazing people. Yeah. Some of them, some of my favorite people in town, and I want to tell those stories. So, uh, you know, like the blog, this will, I think, evolve into something a little bit different. We'll add some segments, or we'll we'll 
maybe veto something that we're currently doing. But essentially, it will still focus on the people. Yeah. That's where it's going to stay. Yeah. Um, if you could make blogging and podcasting about food your day job, would you want to? Uh, is that an offer? <laughs> I will slide a number across the table right now. <laughs> we'll talk afterwards. I'd okay. like to see your number. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because some people that I ask this question of, they, in fact, most of the people that I've asked that question of have said, no, I like my real job a lot, and, um, but this, and, it, and this is my, th- my passion project, and I think if I was depending on it for money, it wouldn't be fun anymore. And then some people say, yeah, that would be good. Do you, ha- do you know how? Yeah, no, I, and I totally get both sides of that argument, to be honest with you. I, I look at it and go, well, right now I don't have a boss in this job. I have a real boss somewhere else. But, mm-hmm. um, so I, I kind of wonder about, well, what, what would change if I had somebody that's paying me to do this now? Um, am I still going to be allowed to say everything I want to say? Because right now that's the beauty. I don't have any problem to say if I like someone or something or – a restaurant, I'll say it. And if I don't like it or don't like what they're doing, I have the freedom to say that. Right. I don't really like getting handcuffed mm-hmm. and I don't like being railroaded into writing stuff that I don't want to write, which I absolutely do not do right now. I I think that's one of the things that makes me a little different right now, in fact, is that I just, I refuse to write the stuff that I don't care about. I don't, if it's not interesting to me, I'm not going to write it. I don't really care if a PR company wants me to write it. Right. Um, so I have that freedom right now. So it, it would worry me a little bit, but I think I'd be able to make that work. If if it was in the right way, I would absolutely, I would start cutting checks in a heartbeat for it because I love doing this. It's fun yeah. and it's something I'm passionate about. So um, I think if someone would pay me to do it the way I want to do it, absolutely. So send emails to baconown at gmail.com with your offers. <laughs> there you go. I, I get a, a small commission on those, but I won't take very much. <laughs> I pay in biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a good deal. Um what uh, what is your day job? Uh, I am actually a tradesman. I, I work in the natural gas industry and okay. and uh, you know, like fixing furnaces and that kind of stuff. So I put in my eight hours a day there, and most of the day is spent thinking about what I'm going to be doing after work and thinking about food and thinking about how I'm going to tweak some recipe or whatever. And then when I get home from work, it's busy, 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 busy. Right. You know, you, you get out of the coveralls and into the sweatpants. Because, you know, that's strategic eating clothing. <laughs> <laughs> and off you go. So what would you like to do next with Bacon Hound and Off Menu, aside from find some wealthy benefactor to pay you to do it full time? <laughs> um, you know, I'm always looking for something interesting to do on Bacon Hound. I'm, I'm, and it's less about what's going to get the most amount of clicks to the website for me. It's more about what, what would I want to read. Right. What am I interested in? What are the kind of questions I'm getting asked? And and if I don't have an answer, how do I come up with the right answer for this? Because I hate when someone says, oh, well, here's what I heard is the best thing. And like, I just, I don't really want to say, I don't have an answer for the best of everything because I haven't tried everything. So I'd rather just say nothing about that. So that's what I'm going to try and find right now. So here's a spoiler for you. If you're a fan of pierogies, there, there might be a whole bunch of reasons to, to tune into Bacon Hound and uh, keep your eye on that before Christmas. This is an excellent quest. I support this fully. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear about the local blogs and podcasts that Phil recommends. 
This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Make Something Edmonton, which is offering great ideas for buying local this holiday shopping season. Joining me today is Mackenzie Proudlove, the maker behind the Bro Brick, purveyor of high-quality vegan man-made soap from Alberta. So tell me some more about Bro Brick. What is it? Well, basically, it's just a, it's a handmade soap, and I've just kind of geared the scents towards a more male theme, scents that uh, I might like. Typically, men don't have a lot to choose from. We've got a couple of commercial soaps, but it's always like cool breeze or ocean, whatever. Right. And there was nothing that really spoke to me. What's your favorite smell? My favorite has still has to be the rum and coke. Yeah? I never get sick of the scent. It's also made out of nicer stuff than you get commercially, right? Oh, there's no comparison between uh, handmade soap and commercial soap. I'm spoiled now. I can't go back. Right. The lather and the cleanliness you get out of a, a natural-made bar of soap is far better than anything you can buy commercially. Right. Local businesses have been great. I've been approached by a lot of them, and I've approached a lot of them as well. Keeping in the uh, the theme of uh, buying local and buying quality, these are places that we found there was a, a bit of synergy. So tell me about the one that you did with Jasic Chocolate. What's that um, uh, The Jasic Chocolate one is a whiskey and chocolate. I still wanted to man it up a little bit, yeah. uh, so I throw a shot of real uh, scotch in there. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not the nicest scotch in the world because that would be a shame. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How can people buy it? They can go online and go to thebrobrick.com. And on there, there's also a list of all the stores that it's available in. I read that you're also going to be at the Royal Bison this year. I will be at the Royal Bison. I will also be at Make It. And mm-hmm. I will also be at the Royal Glenora. Visit thebrobrick.com to buy a Brobrick for the man in your life this Christmas. Thank you so much for joining me today. Not a problem. Great to be here. So what local independent media are you into? I suppose it makes sense for me to talk about food blogs first. Sure. Uh, I think pretty much like everybody else in town, uh, Sharon Yo's only here for the food, obviously. Uh, that's my source for food information uh, because I, I really don't do that. I'm not the, you know, here's the breaking news kind of blog. That's not what I do. Yeah. So that's invaluable information for me to keep up on what's new and who wrote what and that kind of stuff. Um, and she's awesome. She's, again, like the rest of the food people in the community, she's, she's awesome too to just sit down and chat with. So yeah. I really enjoy Sharon. Uh, Twyla Campbell, she, she has a blog called weirdwildandwonderful.ca and she does uh, restaurant reviews on CBC. She's, she's probably my favorite restaurant reviewer right now for traditional restaurant reviews because she doesn't really, she doesn't mess around. If something's bad, she will say, this is bad. Yeah. She won't tiptoe around it. And I kind of always get a kick out of it whenever you go to the CBC website and you, see, you read comments on her blogs and people, people will start saying stuff like, how does this woman know what she's talking about? She doesn't know anything. I think, man, if you only knew Twyla, like, right. <laughs> give me a break. This, she is really well-traveled. She's really knowledgeable. And so when I see people take shots at her online for her review because she didn't like a place, I think, man, you do not know her. She yeah. knows her stuff. Like, yeah. You may not agree with her, but she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. What else? Here's, a, here's one I don't think I've ever heard mentioned on yours, and it's a little bit interesting. It's probably not going to be for everybody, but it's more analytical um, and technical than maybe most people like, but I kind of love it. Uh, Alan Sotheby's Button Soup.ca. Mm. Mm-hmm. So he'll just take an ingredient and just talk about it, like, you know, give you in-depth on it, which I love. So uh, I find that kind of interesting. I think he just did something about, all about crisping up chicken skins. Oh, neat. So who doesn't want to eat a bunch of chicken skins, right? <laughs> Uh, of course, my former podcast partner, Carlin at Kitchen Magpie, um, she's always fun. She's she's not blogging a whole bunch right now with a cookbook coming out pretty soon. So she's been kind of in panic mode getting that together. But yeah. uh, but she's uh, she, she does really good desserts. Yes. 
and uh, and she's a lot of fun to hang out with too, by the way. And there's a whole bunch of uh, restaurant reviews, more like traditional restaurant review kind of blogs than traditional style. Um, I kind of like Cindy at letsomnom.com. Letsomnom.com. It's kind of fun to say too. And uh, Little Miss Andrea is really good too. And uh, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch there too, but uh, well, almost guaranteed because there's a whole bunch. But uh, those are a couple that just stand out right off the top of my head anyways. Sure. Uh, I don't want to talk an hour on your program about <laughs> just food blogs, but... So for outside of food blogs, I like I really like Jenna Marinowski because I'm I'm very much into live theater and that kind of stuff, live performances of any kind, realistically in town. So uh, probably most people don't know that about me, but I, we, my wife Robin and I, go to the Fringe and like we'll take time off and we'll we'll hit so many shows, not as many as Jenna. So after the house lights from her is really good. Pretty much anything Andrea Bessa does, whether it was on her blog or her ukulele videos or. I mean, pretty much anything. I, I just like her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. Uh, and her best friend, Lindsay McNeil, Scream Queen B, um, filmmaker mm-hmm. and blogger. Uh, I really like her as well. ShareEdmonton.ca is one of the sources that I'll go to to um, keep up on what's going on. And, and it's also a nice roundup of where, where you can find other bloggers too. So yeah, um, I really appreciate that one. That's an invaluable tool for me for rounding up the blogs every week, for sure. For sure. When you find a resource that you can actually find all that information you need, round it up into one spot. Like, oh, yes. my God. Thank you. <laughs> Who did this? This is great. Thank you, Mac Mail. Oh, well, Mac again. Yes, um, so since we're talking about Mac, obviously sure. Mac's blog as well. Uh, you know, keep up on on city stuff. I can't read so much politics, though. So I'm I'm very much uh, dropping in and out of, of Mac's blog. Um when something kind of catches my interest, mm-hmm. but I can't spend too long thinking about politics, man. When you go on Twitter <laughs> and you listen to people bicker about stuff, oh, I got to switch it off. But uh, when I need to know what's going on, Mac's a good source for that. Yeah. Um, what else? Vintage Edmonton. Because I'm also a big fan of seeing old pictures of Edmonton. And there's nothing there's nothing better than when you come up with an old picture of an area that you know very well and you just sit there and stare at it for an hour. Yeah. Looking at all the, there's my house. There's, uh, this used to be so-and-so's building that's kind of cool so i love that stuff uh podcasts yeah i may be very 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 slightly biased but i think (laughs) there's one called the the one Mm -hmm. um the lady who does it is awesome she's like my favorite person ever (laughs) she may actually in fact be married to me yes so that one's fantastic it's basically love stories i love it i think to be honest i'm trying to take the the bias out of it i actually think that's the best podcast in Edmonton right now. I, I love it. I can't, I, I wasn't sure I would like it at first, to be honest. Yeah. Well, this whole, I don't know if love stories is going to be something I want to want to listen to a ton of, but they're, they're all really interesting. They're so. so interesting. So we should name her Robin Wilson, is yes. the, the host of The One. She is a fearless interviewer. She asks people about sex. She asks people like about the like the hardest thing that ever happened to them. She makes people cry. She makes me cry. She's I know. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And I'll be sitting there on the couch while they're doing it and I'm listening to it going, "Man, these people are getting grilled. This is great." <laughs> and then you get a reaction like Rebecca in in her first episode where yeah. she's it just triggered something so emotional in her and she starts to kind of cry and you think yeah. this is actually this is really hitting home for people. And when I listened to it, I downloaded it and listened to it on, on my own later. But you know what? This is really interesting. I mean, our sound quality isn't the great. We're still working on that, both of us. Um, but I love that podcast. I think it's fantastic. She's doing a great job with it. Yeah. Um, obviously, Seen and Heard. 
Oh. <laughs> that's another can't miss for me. That one downloads automatically every week. And, uh, and that's the first thing I do on Monday when I get in my work van. I, I put it on and I listen to that. This latest episode's pretty suspect, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got to have some filler. Yeah, uh, well, that's just it. Like, oh, somebody must have canceled. Oh, I'm on this week. Um, the expats. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one too. It's another one that I wouldn't have just read the premise and said... I'm going to be really into that one. But I started listening to it, and I really am into it. So yeah, That's Adam Rosenhart's interview show with Canadians Living Abroad. Uh-huh. And yeah. I, I think it's it's a lot to do with Adam as well, because he's just, he's a likable guy. I yeah. mean, what can you say? I and mean, if you if you cannot get along with Adam Rosenhart, it's, <laughs> I know who the problem is in that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so let's beat the Adam Rosenhart horse some more sure. here with the Unknown Studio. Uh, Soon to be departed. I know, I'm sad about that, but... I always enjoy that one anyways. It keeps me up to date. It's a little bit of chatter about Edmonton and what's going on and then usually an interesting guest, yeah. uh, except for when I'm on it. No. And um, <laughs> I think they do kind of a good job of keeping it light and they, they, they and I like to have a beer while they're recording, which mm-hmm. is is the surest way to my heart. So, <laughs> um, I'm a little disappointed there's no Baileys in here, Karen. Like, come I on, know. calling I'm, you out. I'm, I'm the hostess with the least mostest. <laughs> I should have brought Baileys, but I didn't know if you could uh, do that in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, The Unknown Studio was with Adam Rosenhart and Scott C. Bourgeois, which has had a, a long run that, that will end at the end of December. But the back catalog is worth listening to as well, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. I kind of wish... I had enough time to get into more of the Edmonton podcast. It's one of the things that's on my to-do list. Um, but with starting my own, you know, what I'm finding right now is that I'm trying to still find the exact way that I want to do mine. So I'm yeah. consuming a whole bunch of food podcasts. And since I don't, at least I'm not aware of another food podcast in Alberta. So I don't have a whole bunch of local content to, to kind of look at and, and get inspiration from or, you know, get some tips from. So I am consuming a whole bunch of food podcasts from everywhere else just to try and see what is everyone else doing? Is there something there that's a good idea that maybe I can tweak and and incorporate into mine or something that they're doing that I really don't want to do, you know, that kind of stuff. So once I get that sorted out a little bit more, then I can start diving headfirst into some more podcasts around Edmonton. Well, your diet is pretty diverse and full, so I think you're doing (laughs) fine. (laughs) What advice would you have for someone who wants to get into blogging or podcasting? As much as I I like to say kind of do what you love kind of thing, um, I almost think that you should do a bunch of stuff because I'm not sure you can know 100% what you love to do until you do a bunch of things. The other thing I would say is don't be afraid to do something that somebody else isn't doing. To me, I, I kind of have a rule is that you really, it's very difficult to set yourself apart from everybody else by doing the same thing as everybody else. Right. So don't be afraid to do something original because that's what generally will catch somebody's eye. You know, nobody, I, I like to think nobody does what I do on my blog. And um, so I, I have fun with it because it's what I would like to read. And yeah. so if someone else, if you think that you're doing something that you'd like to read, then you're probably not alone. Someone else is going to like it too. And uh, don't worry so much about the numbers. That's the other thing. Don't worry about how many people are listening or reading or downloading. Do good work. Do something that you're proud to do and the numbers will follow because people you'll you'll get an audience of people that will actually be happy to share your work. So That is very sound advice. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming to talk to me today. Of course. Thank you.
Uh, you can read about Phil's various food adventures on baconhound.com. You should search for Off Menu in iTunes to hear Phil's interviews with chefs, producers, creators, food lovers of all kind. Follow Phil on Twitter at baconhound and all the links to all the places where you can find him plus all of his wonderful recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. And if you subscribe to my newsletter at seenandheardyeg.com, you'll get complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcast scene. You'll get updates on our monthly podcasting meetups as well. Phil was at the first one, and maybe you'll be able to join us at the second one on November 22nd. I'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>